Man, welcome. We're so excited you're here. One of the things that we've started doing a couple of years ago is figuring out up here on stage, bringing a panel together to talk about how we integrate our faith and our work and what that looks like. And so today we have four amazing men up here that we're going to be able to dialogue with and hear what that looks like for them and their roles. So I'm going to go ahead and kick it off. Ian, if you can start us off, give us, I just gave your name, Ian, but your (laughs) name, where you work, what you do, and then where you serve here at Mariners. Sure. My my name is Ian Jones. Um, What do I do? I work as a global human resource consultant. I'm an actuary by background. I work at Fidelity Investments. I've been here for nearly 18 years, and um, I serve in various ministries, men's ministry, kids, and uh, as a shepherding elder, and I'm a current member of the Directional Elder Board. Fred, you are up. Hey, guys. My name is Fred Gladney. Uh, uh, What I do, I try to figure that out from time to time. I do some executive coaching. I exited my company a number of years ago, do some uh, executive coaching now and mentoring. I've been at Mariners for about 18 years, and I currently serve as an elder. I've done various things over the years in the church and serving in different ministries, but right now just uh, a shepherding elder. Brian, you're up. All right. My name is Brian Harpole. I'm a shepherding elder as well. Um, I'm partners in a commercial waterproofing company for 45 years, uh, Holland Waterproofing, Um, a lot of commercial construction. Uh, We do a lot of... uh, Let's see here. What, what do I do here? I, Saturday nights, if you're, not, if you're not greeted 10 times by the time you get on this campus, I'm failing. <laughs> um, a lot of my teams here, uh, we oversee guest services um, outside, upstairs, everywhere. Um, and I do a plethora of things. I sure tag you it. And, and Brian, before you go, I think you had something you wanted to show Pastor Tim, right? Oh, yeah. Um, hold on one second. Uh, I just want to let Tim know that Manchester United is the greatest club. And we're looking down at you right now, Tim. You might have one championship, but we have 12. Good luck, my friend. He, he had to let me incorporate that in somehow. So there you go. Soft plug. Great. And then next, the funny thing is when they asked me to do this panel, they didn't tell me that, hey, John, you're switching jobs and your new boss is going to be on the panel as well. So I'm going to tee up and be very biased to the guy at the end of my new boss, Chuck. Chuck, please do. Hi, everybody. Uh, My name is Chuck McBride. I'm chief revenue officer of a group of four different companies. Uh, We help design and build data centers. So those are giant giant buildings full of thousands of servers and computers, network and storage that uh, we help make the internet run. So your Google, your cloud, your Amazon. Um, we help enable Microsoft Teams and Zoom so people are homeschool and work from home. So all the critical infrastructure, the internet backbone, we're helping build that stuff out. It's a lot of fun. Um, I'm an engineer by education, but I uh, went more on the business side. At Mariners, serve as a shepherding elder and pastor of the day. Um, also have served in Port Mariners and men's ministry, lead Bible studies, uh, different stuff. So a lot of fun. So as you can see, great group up here. So I'm going to kick it off with the easy one, guys. Can you talk a little bit about, give a nugget of how do you integrate your faith in your workplace? Past, present, you know, what what are plans for that? Talk a little bit just about that, about that integration. Anybody want to kick us off? Thanks, Brian. Oh, sure. Well, I'm in the greatest industry you could... uh have a ministry in is the construction industry. Um, you know, we've had we have so many different breeds of people and language barriers and 
isms where we have, you know, we've been known for the sexisms and the, all that other stuff. But the thing of it is, um, when I first got into this waterproofing, I wanted to be in the field with my guys. I wanted to run elbows with them. I wanted to see what they did each and every day because I wanted to experience what they experienced. The first day on the job, one of the 30-year-old, 30-year guys that was there said to me, you're that Jesus guy, aren't you? <laughs> oh, yes, I am. <laughs> Each day I went back to work on a job with him, he'd ask me questions. What is it like to follow Jesus? What do you do on a daily basis? Go seven years later, he's the first one to say that he's a Christian on a job site. That's my ministry. And that's what God does. I love that. Fred, you got one for us? Yeah, just, uh... I think uh, it's important to make sure that we are vulnerable enough to be who God has called us to be. That's about vulnerability. And um, we've not, we flipped the, the balance scorecard upside down. You typically walk into a room and you're talking about finance first. Then you talk maybe about operations. You talk about people last, though. We flip that upside down. We, have, we want to have empathy for people, and they know that. And we do engagement scorecards all the time. And so with my clients, I talk to them about just that very thing, right? But back uh, just a few year, handful of years ago, I remember driving in a car with a guy, and uh, he got to talking about um, some random stuff. And I, the conversation, for whatever reason, I heard God speaking to me and say, hey, share your story with this guy. And I ended up sharing my story with this guy about the church I went to and how I was excited for the weekend because of the sermon we were going to hear about. A and he looked at me really funny, and he said, what's this God thing about? I actually shared my faith with him, and he prayed in the car while I was driving to receive Christ. <laughs> And uh, this is pretty cool when that kind of thing happens. But I think it's about people first. It's about having empathy for people, about caring for people. Uh, we had initiatives from everything from uh, health for people to calling people on their birthdays. And I remember calling someone one time and said, nobody from senior management has ever called me before. Thank you. Uh, but just having empathy for people and serving, having a heart to serve makes a huge difference. And just wearing Christ in the workplace. Yeah, I was going to. Thank you. Yeah, Chuck, please do. Um, I would say, you know, the thing I've done in career is just committed the whole thing to God and, and prayer. Um, God moves when we're on our knees. And so I've always prayed every day, Lord, you know, release the resources for the Great Commission to go forth. Um, use me, Lord, at work. Um, you know, we pray for people to be saved. We, we talk to men. And we always, every company I'm in, I find out who all the Christians are and huddle them up. And we pray for people in our company. When John and I started working together the first day, we started the first day of his new job with prayer. Um, and so just doing that and then just, you know, you can always share your faith with people, like say, hey, how was your weekend? You know, oh, I was at church with my kids and my wife. And you can drop in the word blessed. It's kind of a Christian code word. Um, you know, and that's kind of signals to the other Christians around. And then you can start saying how you're blessed and talk to people about knowing Jesus. And it's just, just, just live it out. God will test you. I mean, it's all about integrity, right? You'll be tested on expense reports, uh, should you lie on your expense report? Um, a pretty girl will sit next to you at the bar on a business trip. What are you going to do in that situation? So it, there's all kinds of stuff. I could go on forever, but anyway. 
Thanks, Jack. Ian? Uh, I'll build off that integrity piece. I think you can't say I have a family life and I have finances and I have this and I have faith. Uh, to me, the integrity as a human being is faith is the fundamental bedrock of everything you do. So when I had my year-end review last year, my boss said to me, what was your proudest moment this year? What's your best achievement? And my answer to him is I've had every single member of my team cry in my presence. Uh, one I made cry. Okay, that was a bit of a problem. But the other three didn't. Um, and it was that, you what go. you were saying, Fred, that vulnerability and the ability to have a safe space where we could speak about key things that were mattering to them and, that, and they didn't feel bad about doing it. It was, I, it was a safe space to do that. It isn't always easy, though, doing that. And maybe share with folks what a struggle time might be. We don't want to just stay the high-level fun stuff, but get into the nitty-gritty. Maybe there's a time that you did that and you failed or, or you struggled with that. Is there an opportunity or a story anyone wants to share about that? I'll jump in quickly then. Uh, at my old firm, uh, during the good old June Pride Month, uh, I was told that I had to mandate my team to go to a drag queen event at some bar that was going to be led uh, with songs by transvestites. So it wasn't asked. I was told, and I was to mandate it for my team. Um, as you can imagine, that put me in a bit of a tricky spot. And I had a one-on-one -on -one with the leader. And next thing you know, I had HR on me and I had global leadership on me saying, what the heck are you doing? Why won't you do this? Uh, that was a really tough spot. And um, we ended up with the compromise of I said, I, I, I'm not going to talk about this with my team. I'm not going to speak positively or negatively, but I'm not speaking about it. You want to promote it, you can, but that goes against my morals. And I think that was a decent compromise in the sense of how things worked. But it was a little scary getting called into a room with big shots. Definitely. That's, that's always a difficult situation and, and that balance and, and who you ultimately report to. And I think you reflected that in that time that you, you report up to God. Yeah. Fred, did you have something? Well, I remember uh, once uh, being in, in Japan and um, there was a tradition that I didn't quite understand. And that was that the guy to your left pours your drink when it's empty. And uh, my drink kept getting empty and the guy next to me kept filling my glass. And I had told myself before the fact that, hey, I was going to be a good guy. I wasn't going to drink. I was, but I stumbled, and literally, <laughs> when I got up from the table, <laughs> because this guy kept filling my cup. So that was kind of crazy. Even though I had made the decision in advance that I wasn't going to do anything at all that, made any, that gave any shadow of an indication that I was less than who I say I am. And there was one other time when uh, I actually... I was with a client, and uh, he told me that they were going, they were, we were moving to a CRM system and a different one. We were migrating. We were transitioning from one to another. And uh, it was about the number of seats. The number of seats he lied about to the provider and said that they had far less seats than they had. And I called him on it, and uh, we talked about it and talked through it. But I got him to come down off that ledge. So just about doing the right thing, and he knows I'm a believer. So doing the right thing. Yeah, I would say for me, um, it's it's a struggle sometimes with selfish ambition. You know, the Bible says, don't be given to selfish ambition. Don't think of yourself more highly than you ought. I had a boss who always took credit for everything uh, that I did and just would drive me nuts. And, and the, the drive to want to be promoted at, at your job um, and mixing that with faith and, and Jesus, and he tells us to be selfless, right? So that's, uh, and be humble, right? Um, and so that just being humble at work, I think a couple other struggles I've had. I had a 
customer when I was young and trying to prove myself. He said, hey, Chuck, if you, uh, if you go to the strip club with me, you'll get the order, buddy. And I, I actually fired the customer. I said, if that's what it takes to earn your business, I'm out and walked away. But I wanted the business. I wanted the sale. I wanted the commissions. But I had to walk away from that because it wasn't right. I said, hey, you know, I've, I've got a wife. I honor her. I'm not going to go go to a strip club. I've never been to one. I won't go to one. And you have to take a stand like that in, as a Christian man in faith in business. I've had, uh, I had a customer who had a stripper pole in his office, and we had a female employee, a cute gal, and he says, dance on the pole for me. I fired that customer. So you just got to do the right thing, like Fred was saying. So crazy stuff in business you'll see, but um, anyway. I don't have stripper poles, but... Um... <laughs> Um, this isn't being recorded, is it? <laughs> I, I don't know. But uh, for us, it, for me, um, it's more, we talked about integrity. And when I first got into this space with commercial waterproofing, it was integrity of our job. And making sure that our job was completed to the right way to our customers, to our junk contractors, um, just to make sure that was done. And we had some struggles with that in the beginning. Uh, I wanted to change some things. So I started to do some different things um, with my guys. So I give them, a, when they come back to the shop, they always hang up their, um, you know, vest. Sorry, I lost my head. <laughs> hang their vest up. And uh, I started to put these little, these little notes in their vests. This one for this month is called NICER, N-I-C-E-R. And it's no compromises, integrity, compassionate in relationships, excellence, and responsible to others. And it's amazing that they'll come back to me and say, look what I found in my vest. And then some will say, you know what, you put that in my vest, and I'm using that at home too. So we turned around a situation where we weren't getting the best out of people. So we're getting even more out of people, not only in, the, in business, but in their home life as well. So, Talk a little bit, if somebody wants to kick us off, about what we hear here on the weekends, how we incorporate what we learn in our Bible studies and everything else, and what that looks like and how that plays out on our Monday to Friday. Is, is I know for me, when I led teams, a lot of what I would hear up here on Sunday, I'd be challenged throughout the week of, oh, I want to incorporate that. Oh, I grabbed that nugget. Or oh, I feel convicted of, oh, goodness, God, I, I can do better in that aspect. Does anybody have a story of how you've heard something, whether it's up here or in your Bible studies, and how that's played out in your week? All right, we'll do it again. Um, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a new believer or a pastor of a 30,000-member church. Is Eric here? <laughs> um, as, men, we always, as God's men, we always ask questions. Um, and we deal with, is it my way or God's way? What is God telling me in this situation? This situation is so dire, how do I trust God? I want you to listen to this. If God is your identity, then your main characteristic going through this and what you can hang your hat on is faith expressed, get this, faith expressed through obedience. Let me give you some examples. 
Adam was challenged with this in the garden. Noah was told to build a boat by God. Also, the gauntlet was thrown down for Abraham to leave his home, and God made a new one for him. Faith expressed through obedience. We represent what God wants us to be. Each day, we work through that. Each day, we'll have struggles, but we know who to go to. And it rubs off on people. I've seen it. I've seen it at this church. I've seen it in the workplace. I've seen it in my home. Trust in him. Thank you very much. It's great. It's a good word. Yeah, good. I remember a time uh, Kenton uh, preached a message, and if I, you guys will all remember this if you've been at Mariners for any period of time. Kenton preached a message where he talked about um, the, the fact that, bow before me. And they said, nope, I'm going to throw you in the fire. Nope. And Kenton's message was, you know, they said that, look, God is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to fall down and worship you, O king. I took that to work. And um, several times I've had the occasion to share that with folks. When things seemed dire, when things seemed bad, when numbers were down, sharing the fact that, hey, you know, there's somebody else who's in control here, guys. You know, God's able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to compromise. We're not going to sacrifice our integrity. We're not going to rationalize. We're going to move forward. And guess what? Things turned around in that particular instance. So we're just, I'm just, you try to take a nugget from everything we hear. You know, we have a, like somebody used to say, you have a shopping cart mentality. You know, leave stuff on the shelf that you don't want, but take something down off that shelf and put it in your basket and leverage it and use it. That's great. Ian, I think you got something. Yeah, I'll take a more topical piece, which is uh, a lot of the emphasis in businesses now about civil rights and treating people appropriately. And, you know, we take from church that everybody has got a God-given value. And what I'm hearing in all the trainings is a million and one ways of how you can go wrong. Watch out for this. Treat people like this. You can't, you can't treat a person equally. You've got to find out their background, put them in a box, and then you can respond to them and you do all this stuff. And I stood up in the middle of a training recently and said, I refuse to do that. I'm not going to spend my energy finding the landmines. I'm going to spend my energy investing in people because they have a God-given value. And when I screw up, am I allowed to say that? Um, when I mess up, because I will then I hope I have got enough relationship capital with them that they can forgive me and guide me how I can do it better. But I can't spend all my energy just looking out for landmines. Good word. Chuck, you got anything for us on that? I mean, yeah, I, I thought Eric's sermon last week was great on being wise with money, right, and giving. Giving keeps your heart in check for where your, your treasure is there, your heart will be also. So giving keeps you in check from being selfish and keeping up with the Joneses. Well, and that was actually what I was going to say is one of the things Chuck and I got to debrief this week. We we're Monday in the office, sitting there chatting, brought up the sermon. We're talking about that. And Chuck has such a passion for wanting to go out and win deals and do this and do it the right way. But also, like in every one of those things, has said, oh, can you think about how we're going to be able to bless these people? Can you think about how that's going to go back to the church? Can you think about how it's going to help these families? And so taking that responsibility. So I think that's something for you. And for me, if I can just chime in on that is... 
Kenton's talk. Kenton always gives his normal Thanksgiving talk, and he tells us about writing down things and putting it there. And I remember incorporating that with my team, is taking that same aspect of writing it down, putting it there, and doing it consistently, and seeing that with my team. And I actually got a chance uh, about a month or two ago to talk to one of my team members who said they've been doing – am I cutting in and out? Sorry. Uh, talk to one of my team members who mentioned they still do that to this day. That was five years ago, and they're still writing those things down and following that. So as we go and my mic cuts out, why don't uh, one of you guys mention, if you have one nugget as we close things out that you'd like to share with folks about this. I've got a nugget. I, I'm in Bible study with Fred Gladney, and I can tell you guys he's got a lot of nuggets for you. But <laughs> he's one of the wisest guys I've ever met, uh, and he's kind of mentored me. Um, so you know, some, some nuggets for you. So in every business meeting I've had, I've gone in and asked the Lord for favor. Favor with our team, favor with the customer. Ask God's hand on your business. He will bless it and help you through things. And ask him for open and closed doors. Um, I've had doors close on me in business that really depressed me. And yet I didn't see that six months later what God had was much better and much greater um, and so pray for that, pray for open and closed doors in business, pray for opportunities, pray to be blessed, ask him for help, um, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Um, you know, um, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't be anxious. There's, uh, you know, when I was in premarital counseling, the pastor said, Hey, come home from work and take off your work self before you walk in the door to your wife. And you got to do that. There's been too many times when I've been overwhelmed, stressed at work and gone in and brought the stress into my home. Take that off, and even if you have to sit in the garage for 15 minutes, take that off before you walk into your family. Uh, you got to do that for your wife and kids. Don't bring that home. Um, and a couple other things I was thinking about. Um, just, you know, work hard every day. Uh, pray, you know, cover it in prayer. And read the word every day. Ask God to, uh, every morning, start your day with the Bible. Like, don't be so overwhelmed. with. Don't check your email right when you wake up. Read your Bible first. Um, because that word will come into you and God will use it in your life that day and um, committing that. And then um, so many more things to share, but go ahead. <laughs> Fred, I think you were the one that, that, that he said had a lot of nuggets. So you can go next. I think um, when you go into the office, don't leave Jesus in the car. Um, at the end of the day, guys, we have to, uh, I would encourage you to memorize scripture. Memorize scripture in an area maybe that you're struggling in, right? So maybe it's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not to your own understanding, and all your ways acknowledge him, and he'll direct your path. Boom, get out of the car and go into work. Take something into work with you, right? If you experience a challenge at work, it's challenge anywhere, and the Holy Spirit rushes to your arsenal, flings open the door, and all he finds is, Jesus wept. Because that's all, all you've memorized, right? You can memorize scripture because you can memorize your address. You can memorize phone numbers. You memorize and remember jingle lines from commercials. Uh, so you can do that, guys. And I just encourage you, like, um, I encourage you to uh, steal, cheat, and lie. Steal a moment at work to just meditate and think about whose you are. Cheat the devil out of opportunities to, for you to compromise. And when you lie down at night, thank God you live in the greatest country on the face of the earth. I told you he had I, some nuggets. I, and ask for wisdom, too. God will give you wisdom. He says in the word, if you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to you. Yeah. 
I wouldn't want to go after that, but I did want to make sure I commented that you, you, you said don't bring Jesus wept in, and Ian just got done telling us how he had all his team weep. So uh, I, I just saw the correlation there, but <laughs> Brian, please do. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, <laughs> after those do. Um, one thing I do now, uh, what I do a lot is, and something you guys can do too, is uh, when you're sitting in your car and you're going, you know, you're, you're thinking about things going in the office, Stop for a couple of minutes and pray for your office. Like I go to job sites. Before I get out of the car, I pray for that job site and every man on there. Because that's what we're supposed to do. Pray for your employees. Pray for someone that just you, you just don't get along with. God will open and shut the doors. We need to do this as men. We're the foundation of this church. And our actions speak louder. So I challenge you guys to do that. Thank you. Ian? You've heard some great wisdom from these men, and there's a lot of things you can do. And my encouragement is to persist at them, try different things, go at them, but also have a bit of self-compassion. God knows your heart, and you are going to step to the side sometimes. You're going to trip up sometimes. You're going to have things that fail on you, and you don't understand them at the time. Have some compassion. The enemy would love nothing more than to say to you, ha ha, you tried, you see it's worthless. Give it up. So persist, but uh, have some self-compassion. You will get through this by the grace of God. Thank you very much. Man, can we go ahead and give it up for these guys? That was great. I love that. Thank you very much.